Welcome to the Mammoth Games Cast for the week of February 25th. I am one of your hosts, Night Swarm. With me, as always, Filter Cord. Hey, how's it going? It's going, man. Uh, a little bit better this week. What about you? What's been going on? Better this week, huh? Yeah, yeah. Last week, I, I was sick. Mm. Uh, just everything, like... I was busy as shit. I didn't have time to play anything. This week I've played a few things. Uh, feeling better. So, um... Alright, so this week for me, I've been sick. I've been busy as shit. I haven't been <laughs> had a chance to play anything. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I've just... I've pretty much just been playing um, Kingdom Hearts. Uh, I've... I have a lot to say about it that I'm going to hold for the future. Because I don't want to ruin it for anybody. I mean, we're only... Um, so what, we're a day or two off from it being out for a month? Um, uh, yeah. So, I, actually, I guess when this podcast comes out, that will be it being out for a month, I believe. But, 29th. um 29th, okay, a little bit, yeah. a little bit later than I thought. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, um, I'm, I'm basically the same issues that we've talked about in the past. Uh, it appears that the game never figures that shit out. Yeah. Um, I've, yeah, I've. Uh, I've personally pretty much just come to terms with it. Mm-hmm. Um, there isn't for me. Yeah. I'm like there isn't much I can do to, like, well, you know. I mean, yeah. There's that, but what really gets me is that it's kind of understandable, especially in JRPGs. Like the first, um, I don't know, the first like hour, depending on how long the game is. The first hour, the first two hours are usually mm-hmm. kind of weird. Because it's like, okay, we have this huge world, we have this crazy, like, intricate story, we have these 17 characters that we're dealing with, and, like, it's kind of hard to ramp into that sometimes. Like, intros are really hard to do. And that's understandable, and I get it. And, like, I don't know, it's it, it never changes. Like, in Kingdom Hearts 3, it's the exact same issues throughout the entire game at the exact same, like, level of intensity. And uh-huh. it makes it seem like it's getting worse because it's not getting better. You know what I mean? Like, right. okay, when you guys made the sixth world, you didn't look back at the other five fucking worlds and think, oh, here's how we can improve on that. Like, you just double down on it. And uh, it's it's tough because, like, in, in a couple of respects, this is the best Kingdom Hearts game that's come out. It's got the best controls. It certainly has the best graphics. Yeah. I mean, this, you know... That's not even in debate. Yep, combat combat style is the combat's feels good, real good. Um, I mean, but you know, it's, it's just a it's a general improvement on two. I think pretty much across the board in gameplay style. I, I like. I think the biggest question is: Are all these updates, barring the gameplay update, because the past Kingdom Hearts at this point are unplayable? Mm. Um. So, I mean, that is 100% needed. But is all of that worth the sacrifice of the amount of content that we're having? I mean, like, I was in... I actually... uh, I didn't, like, time it with a stopwatch. But I I was, like, watching the clock on this fucking cutscene yesterday. Because, Uh uh, like, me and Shannon were going to go out and go do something. And, like, I was sitting there. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to let this play out. I'm just going to let it end. It's almost done. Here we go. Almost over. Save spot any moment now. And it was like 15 minutes of just sitting there, waiting. I'm like, is this fucking Metal Gear Solid 4? Yeah, yeah. The, those are still long. Uh, 
Okay, so, like, I had a story about that kind of readied up. Um, the other night I was like, you know what, I'm going to sit down, I'm going to finish up, um, <clears throat> I'm going to finish up the 100 Acre Woods. Yep. I, I don't expect it to be long. It was incredibly short. Actually, yep. the 100 Acre Woods, in I feel like the 100 Acre Woods in the last game was longer than this game entirely. <laughs> Um, the, the entire game. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, it's possible. But I was like, okay, finished it up. I was flying to the next world. I was going to save as soon as I got in after I saw everything. I was, mm. And then I was going to go to sleep. Um, but then I was like, man, I'm kind of hungry. Okay, I guess I'm going to go get something to eat. Uh, and then I'll eat while I'm watching this fucking 90-minute cutscene. Right. Um, and I got to the Frozen level, and it had the shortest like intro from... You know, getting there. Yeah, Sora walks in and he's like, huh? He's like, where are we? That bitch is ice skating. And then it's like (sighs) he got control. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? The one time that it was less than an hour and a half before I got control of the character. Yes, I mean, the stuff that they do is like extremely inconsistent. Um, The, like... I've played a lot of games that are cutscene heavy, or, you know, whatever's, like, equivalent to a cutscene, like, a big dialogue or whatever, like, um, you know, I, I've played several games that are like that, and they'll they'll do a cutscene, and then a save point. Cutscene, save point. Cutscene, save point. This will just do six cutscenes in a row. No, yeah, yeah. I see that this guy that's uh, on this video, by the way... So I was, there's literally one mini game in the Hundred Acre Wood and you do it twice or uh, three you do times. It three times. Yeah. <clears throat> and it kind of changes each time or whatever, but it's basically like a, I don't know, like a bubble bobble or whatever. Yeah. And it's, um, it's a phone game. Yeah. I can tell that this guy that's playing is, did the exact same thing that I did, which is he didn't really understand how it worked until he got into the second or third mini game. Yeah. Because if you hold down X or whatever your button is, it'll actually show you how hard you're about to hit it because he's like charging up and charging down on like a loop mm-hmm. as he's aiming. And you just can't see that unless you hold down X to preview your shot. Yeah, like, I, re- I read that and I never previewed my shot ever. Yeah. Beat all yeah. of them. Never did it. I mean, you can get up to, you can hit up to uh, seven or eight in a row if you preview mm-hmm. your shot. You just will never know that because all it says is preview. Preview yep. doesn't mean like charge up in yeah. my mind, but apparently it does in this game. But I mean, like you could do a power shot by holding down X. There right. You go. That would be amazing. Yeah. So like it, uh, I don't know. This game is like really bad job of tutorializing for the most part. Um, it does like it, it is not explaining. I mean, of course it's always been a joke that the kingdom hearts story is like pure trash. But um, this is definitely not improved in any way. In fact, it might be the worst storytelling they've done in any of the main games. Um, It's it's really tough because, I mean, I guess that's what I was starting to say is that, um, you know, in the moment to moment, this is the best that they've done on a Kingdom Hearts game. But in, you know, when you when you look at the total package and the, the these huge failures that they've had in like basic pacing is just completely off. You're just not yeah. yeah, every time you get to a world it's the same thing. Hmm. Even though the characters know you. Like they're they're kinda like, Oh, 
you know, like, Sora's here. Uh, what, you know, what, what do we do now? Like, it has this, like, the whole game feels confused. It is. It's, it, I mean, honestly, it's like, it's almost feels like it was handed off to another studio that, like, this was their first game. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, like they've never made a big, like, big game before. Like, yeah. they didn't make, it definitely didn't make the other games in the series. But in this case, like, they may have never really made a big budget game before. Like, they just finished making their shit, and now they're like, oh, we have a small hit on our hands. Yeah. And this is their first run at that small hit. It, that's the way it feels. Yeah. It's it's super weird, and, like, um, I mean, the uh, this is, like, the completion of... So, you know, there was always the joke that uh, Sakurai was, like, working way too hard on Smash Brothers. And, like, right. he was always exhausted and everything. Mm-hmm. This is the exact opposite. Like, um, uh, Tetsuya Nomura... I mean, I honestly feel like he wasn't even in the office. Yeah. Like, like this game has yeah, no direction. Like, yeah, artists it feels like it's made their section. Direction. Gameplay made their section. Worlds made their section. Creative did their stuff. And then they just fucking dumped it together and walked away. Like, there's nothing that, like, there's no creative vision that binds any two worlds together. None. Um, there's no. There's nothing that ties the main story that's happening together. I mean, you are running across, like, these different villains or whatever, and none of them mention each other. None of them... I mean, as far as we know, they have the same plan that they've had in the last eight games. Yeah. And they're just continuing to do it, even though they failed every other time. They're just going to keep doing it. Like, they're introducing characters that they don't talk about. Like, you're just supposed to figure out, like, oh, okay, so this is, like, an evil clone, but it's a time traveler... And they're calling this guy this, but he's actually this. And this and this. And this and this. And this is a combination of these two. And you just have to figure it out. Like, they just 100% do not give a shit if you know or not. Yeah, like, myself up to this point, because I played one one and two, and then I was like, I'm good. That's the only Um, thing that's worthwhile playing, honestly. Yeah, it's... It, it's not even, like, I feel like I'm missing bits and pieces, but it mm. might be because I don't give a fuck about the story. I mean, At this I, point, yeah. I can't even care about the story because it's like, <coughs> I don't even know who the main character is, technically. Yeah. Three That's games fair. in, and I don't know who the main character is. And yeah. I'm like... Okay. At this point, I'm playing it for the Final Fantasy yep. Disney crossover without Final Fantasy characters. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And I mean, like, we have these, like, um, so, like, Hollow Bastion is not a world in this game. Your hub world is Twilight Town. Like, that's extremely fucking weird, right? I think so. Like, Hollow Bastion is actually the core of the story of the game. Like, Hollow Bastion is where um, the original Ansem that, like, is the... He's, like, the storyteller, the researcher. He's the one that trained all of the people that would go on to join Organization 13 when they became nobodies and Heartless or whatever. And, like, he's the one who discovered, like, what the Heartless are and what they're doing and all this shit. And, like, from Hollow Bastion, that's why Hollow Bastion got all fucked up. It was originally called Radiant Garden, and it became Hollow Bastion because he fucked it up. <laughs> like, and he's, I mean, he's, he's in the story, um, you can run into, you know, the original 
uh, Ansem or whatever, but like it's it's told so weirdly. And like he's like kind of a MacGuffin character. He's not really like a major character that's doing anything of his own free will or anything. It's mm-hmm. just like extremely strange. Like um so like Cloud, um, Leon, Aerith, uh fucking Kunai girl. Like mm-hmm. they've all Easy. like Final Fantasy seven and eight characters have been uh like major characters. Fucking Titus and Waka and several other like Final Fantasy five, six, seven characters, uh, you know, ten characters, nine characters were on the Destiny Islands where fucking Sora and Riku and Kairi grew up. And they're just gone. Like there's there, no there's... discussion of them. Yeah. And it's super weird, like I, and I can't figure out why just why they're all like all of a sudden gone. Like like yeah. I'm trying to think There's not a story what reason. Would they make just aren't you... there. The only thing I can think is it's time. And it's and that has nothing to do with the game, has nothing to do with the story. It has to do with how long it took them to make this game. Yeah. And then they're like, well, like, I feel like they started making something, and then they're like, well, we kind of, you know, have left these guys out. Yeah. And they're like, It's almost okay. like it was, again, this you is know. like a direction thing. Like, a, a strong Lack director, thereof. yeah, a strong director would sit on your ass and be like, okay, like, we need these five characters. Like, okay, you guys have come up with a great world over here. Where is our main place that the entire fucking game takes place in? Like, yeah, you've, that, you've forgotten like, something crucial here. Yeah, they, they, that's exactly what they're missing. They're missing someone to go, oh, hey, Hold on. you forgot Halabashian. Oh, yeah. hey, you forgot all of these main characters. Remember when you got there the first time? There was all those Final Fantasy characters. It was fucking rad. Mm-hmm. Where are those guys at? Like, yeah. even the small things that I think about from the past games, like getting to, like, you go into the workshop and you end up going to, like, the like Pinocchio. Mm-hmm like area it's like that wasn't a crucial thing when i think of kingdom hearts i don't think of that right but there's still more substance to that than there is to anything i've played in kingdom hearts 3 mm-hmm. and yeah like I, I i'm not i'm not bashing I, i'm not bashing it i don't feel I like am. i'm bashing it and i don't like it sh- for me i'm like yeah i can't rightfully bash it because it is it's fun I, I enjoy Yeah, it. I mean, that is, that's something that's tough about it, is that with all of this criticism and shit that I'm putting on it, like, I'm, I'm gonna play the whole game all the way through. Sure, it's yeah. gonna, like, for me, like, if I had to give it a number, it'd be a 6.5 or a 7. Mm-hmm. Better seven. than average. Yeah. But, but just definitely barely. not up to par with the past Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. Like, score like, that I would have given them at the time. <coughs> I think I've said this ahead of time, too. This is another game that's, like... Kingdom Hearts was so important to me as a kid. Yeah. That, like... Um, you know, I would have gotten any... Like, I'll, I'll play... I didn't want to play the spinoff games because I didn't have those systems. And I didn't have the time or the will to go play those. And those weren't... Those were not core Kingdom Hearts games in my mind. So I'm not was, worried about for, missing them. For me, it was quality. Right. Right. Yeah. So, like, that's something that, that gets me thinking about, like... Um, you know, I will buy any Bioware game that comes out, sure. even if it's something that I know I'm not gonna like. I'm gonna buy it because I want to support them. I want them to get that. I want them to get those numbers. I want them to get the sales. I want them to get the recognition. Right. Right. So like, I'm glad that I can play a core 
console Kingdom Hearts game. And it would have to be a lot worse than this to immediately turn me off and get me to not play. You know, a lot mm-hmm. worse. But I still want, like, I, you know, at the same time that I want people to flex their creative muscle and, you know, try new things and continue something that they like, I'm sure that Kingdom Hearts was a lot of employees' dream project to work on. You know? Yeah. And Definitely. I feel bad with where it went, but, like, you know, I'm... I don't know, it's, it's uh, like, as much as I want them to be, to just have a good work experience or whatever, I also want to just have a fucking good game to play, and they did not nail it. Yeah, the, I mean, it just, it's, it's the worst Kingdom Hearts for me. Yeah. Play experience at launch. Other um, than uh, the mobile ones. Yeah, yeah, or whatever. The handheld ones yeah. don't. Like, I, I can't even... Can take Those aren't core games to me. Um, But yeah, the, the Kingdom Hearts 1, you went, we went in with low expectations. We didn't Zero know expectations, honestly. Yeah, we didn't know what to expect. Yeah. It's Disney, it's Final Fantasy. Whichever pulled you in, mm-hmm. you know, that's what you wanted the most of. And there was such a like connection between the two. It felt good. 2 was the same way, but things really went off the rails with the story. Mm-hmm. We're like, what the fuck's going on? But Burger. it was still fantastic. And then you, uh, you know, here we are. And it's yeah. like, we're missing a crucial piece to the game, mm-hmm. for one. For two, it's like, they put so much emphasis on, like, I, I don't know where it went wrong on mm-hmm. what made this, like, where all the bulk of this game is coming from. Yeah, I feel like I'm not yeah. doing anything. Yeah. And I, I, I haven't done anything. Yep. Um, so maybe if they would have dropped the quality, I mean, we are playing. We're watching on the live stream. We're watching the Hundred Acre Woods, and it is a mobile game bubble pop mm-hmm. game. It's like three. You, it's it's one mini game that you do three times, literally. Yes. Yeah. And it, so Sora hits a flower, a fruit, or a vegetable mm-hmm. into a patch of flowers, fruits, or vegetables, and you're trying to match five. When you match, you know. Yeah, the five up, they break, and then it causes them to fall closer to you, and then it can break more and more. It's something you would download on your smartphone. Mm-hmm. And it is, it's the game of the Hundred Acre Woods. Is that not pathetic? Yeah, it's literally all you do in the Hundred Acre Woods. Yeah, aside from look for three Mickey. Uh, three? Oh, I got two of them, shit. Three, yeah. And that's another um, thing. Like, and they all the, tell you, like, if you talk to the characters after you've beat the area and you got the Keyblade, yeah, they tell you where they're at. Mm-hmm. They literally go, "Have you looked at this? Oh, if you stand here and look at this, you'll see this." Yep. And it's like, huh. I mean, it's weird. Like the, um, the whole like crux of the game, like. I mean, I don't want to just sit and harp on this for, like, an hour and just shit all over it. Right, but, like, right, right. ultimately, um, this is, like, I guess final words here. Like, it just, it was really uninspired. And I think Tetsuya Nomura was still blacked out from making Final Fantasy fifteen for 20 years. Which didn't was, work out either. I mean, it, the exact same thing came out of it, right? Like, right. the uh, like Final Fantasy fifteen was extremely directed. But the gameplay moment-to-moment wasn't good. And, like... In Kingdom Hearts, uh, 
the gameplay moment to moment is good when you're in gameplay, but the direction wasn't there. So I guess he's tried both ends of the spectrum. Maybe now he can get in the middle and like do a good job. <laughs> I don't know. I think yeah. this is the end of Nomura. Like, um, this is two things that can't fail. That's that got the worst score they could possibly have gotten. Right. Like, right. And back to back two long-term projects from the same guy. Like he cannot be going on to continue to direct games. Like he has to be moved. This is somebody I think he did such a good job in his other positions. He got moved up too high and now he's not effective anymore. Sure. Yeah. It just, it, yeah. So I, I was thinking of something. The one thing that this game did, right. What was the, and it, they did it right for like, I feel like the wrong reason. Um, what was the name of that stuff from the toy box? The like Final Fantasy style video that they were freaking out about. Oh, um, Noxus Rex or whatever. Yeah, I, I can't remember. I wish I could find that little mm-hmm. bit. Um, yeah, that was dope. <laughs> because that was really fucking cool. That mm-hmm. was hands down the coolest thing that happened. And during like. The creation of 15 you know 15 and like kingdom hearts 3 there was a point where they crossed over they remade at the same time mm-hmm. how did they not look at what they did for the toy box in that video and go oh shit this is it this is the one this yeah. is what we should make we shouldn't be making 15 15 also fine, something that's super but... weird is that like so i haven't seen toy story 3 or what 4 is coming out now right so right. like I don't know this particularly, I guess, but Toy Story was the world that they took the most freedom on. Like, yeah, that like mall, that like three story mall with the pinball machine in the middle or whatever. That's not actually in the movies, right? No. So like they did total creative freedom and that was probably the best level. Yeah, it was like, I think the way the place that they originally went, it, it was a toy store. It was like a three story Toy Store mm-hmm. is where they're at in the game. They had what was it like Tom's Toy Barn or something like that? Yeah, was the one which was the... just like a toy. Uh, it was like Toys R Us. It was like a t- small Toys R Us. Yeah. So yeah, that that level, barring that level so far, mm. um, it's it's been very uninspiring. Uh, this guy went through the entire Hundred Acre Woods without knowing there was a power shot. Yep, just like I did. I noticed that. Alright, so I think we're done harping on it. Like I said, right. you know, we've... Like, I can't say I hate the game, mm-hmm. but it just feels so like disconnected from the other ones that it feels like someone's tired or something. Mm-hmm. Like, they're, 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 they don't want to play the game, or they don't want to make the game anymore. Right. Um, they're just making it because they have to. Mm-hmm. Unfortunate. Um... So that's all you've been up to, yeah? Just trying to yeah. I'm gonna rank a- down apparently on uh, from what I hear, I am on the last level before um, the like end game, I guess. Uh-huh. So if it's if the end game is typical fashion, it'll be the longest world, and it'll be a one boss fight that takes like 15 hours. So I'm looking forward to that. Cool. But uh, yeah, once I'm done with that, I think I'm gonna squeak on to Anthem probably or Metro. Okay, cool. Yeah, if you jump on Anthem, um, 
Grim is playing with one of our other friends from the UK, Met. Mm-hmm. Um, so we could have a full team after you've you know got your bearings and you know you've decided okay yeah I wouldn't mind trying this with another person or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd be down for that. Nice. Um. So I mean, with that said, that's a little bit of what I've been playing. Mm-hmm. Um, I've only jumped in about. I've done the, like, tutorial mm. and the first mission. Um, right. I, I've i only had one, like, crash where I was loading and it was like, you can't connect to the server or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that only happened once. Um, I've basically just unlocked all of the weapons and after the first mission it was... Um, like, I, I felt kind of like felt a little weird because there was um a lot of dying solo uh-huh uh th- there were just two enemies and I-, I don't know maybe maybe i was doing something wrong um it could have been the weapons maybe it'll get better after i get uh you know now that i have access to more than a single weapon mm-hmm. um but you know i i guess um you know, I guess we'll see. I might play a little bit of that tonight. I'm not sure. Um, but the game does feel very, like, good. It feels fun. Just, mm-hmm. like, you know, playing through the VIP beta that we played and right. um, and all that jazz. So, yeah. Um, I, out of the gate, I went with the, um, the Storm Javelin. Nice. So... I don't know. After I played all of them, um, I like that in the Interceptor. That's what it came down to. Mm-hmm. So I, I just kind of picked the one that was like, it sounds like I would have fun playing this. Mage, uh, basically. This this mage, yeah. Because, you know, you can do some cool stuff with it. Like, you can freeze enemies and shock enemies, whereas the other one's just fast. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I look forward to playing more of this and getting into playing some with... Uh, some other players and seeing what the you know the the javelin has to offer mm-hmm. um, with like customizations. I've already swapped out um, like the, they have a big aerial explosion that's a fireball. Mm-hmm. I turned it into an electric storm. Nice. So uh, I, I guess I'll get to see what that's like. <laughs> um, so probably more in that in the weeks to come as you start playing it. And as, I actually get into a little bit of the meat of the game. Yeah. And it seems a like... Of, um, a lot of know, codex entries. Codex entries. That's cool. I like a that. A lot of them. Um, yeah. It seems like... You know, it's we're still early and we're still in, uh, you know, release window, basically. But uh, sure. Bioware seems like they've been doing really good about patching and supporting. Um, yeah. We're going to have to keep an eye on that. but And they've outlined uh, a roadmap for the game, too. Yep. So... That's uh, something we'll talk about here in a little bit. Right. So, um, yeah, um, they've had, they're at version 1.03 already. Yep. Uh, and we're recording on Sunday. So they, there might be a 1.04 out already for all I know. But uh, 1.03 is what I heard. So that's not bad for a couple days after official release. Yeah. Um, and then for me, aside from that, uh, I, I played a bit of Apex with um, Pasty Pasta Man le- uh, yesterday uh, afternoon. Um, there is a new gun called Havoc. Um, hmm. It's pretty cool. It's a versatile gun. 
uh, it has, if you get the, um, there's a attachment you can put on it that can effectively make it either a sniper rifle or an LMG. Mm-hmm. Um, so it has a lower number of shots than normal LMGs. Normal, like, if you pick up the Devotion, that one has, um, like, 44 shots before extended mag. Mm-hmm. This one has 25 shots. Um, it's a bit stronger, but if you get that selective fire, you can pop it down to, a, a, you know, a single fire gun and put a scope on it. And it's like an energy sniper rifle. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's pretty good. Um, I like it. We had a few close um, wins yesterday. We couldn't find... Uh, everyone was busy. Everyone mm-hmm. that we would usually game with, the players oh, yeah. game with, was busy yesterday. Um, like, even Grim, he was like, nope, I'm playing Anthem with Matt. And I was like, okay. Um, so, you know, it was, you know, it was just Pacey and I basically dropping into the most populated area of the game and... <laughs> And just taking out as many people as we could. And we pulled second place. We, we almost got first place like three times. Um, but it came down to basically two on three every time. Mm-hmm. So. But, I mean, might not have got a win, but we got, in several instances, six kills in one match uh, for each of us. So that's pretty good. Out of, uh, like, the 60 people that drop in. Mm-hmm. Good times. Uh, we've been t- we've been talking about the map too, like what their plan is. Um, Fortnite changes their singular map. Yeah. And uh, you know it, it's the question: Are they going to do that with this game, or are they going to make a secondary map and then it'll rotate? They did name the map, so I think I mentioned that before. Um, it's named like Kings Canyon or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, are they going to make a different place, like? Um, like some like big winter map, and then you can cycle between Kings Canyon and the winter map, or are they just going to keep evolving this map and you know doing more with it? So mm-hmm. we'll see. Uh, but that's really all I've been doing, playing a little bit of Pokemon here and there, of course. Yep. Um, that kind of doesn't really change. Um, and. Yeah, that's it. I was just looking through my phone to see if there was anything that I've been doing. No, okay. Really. But, yeah, why don't we go ahead and jump into uh, the games releasing. I imagine next week we'll have the monthlies. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we might have the monthlies by then. I, I imagine we will. Um, Hopefully. So, yeah, uh, head over to facebook.com backslash Mammoth Games Inc. to get a look at that uh, before we talk about it here. Also, you can chat with us on the daily about all the stuff going out around in the video game world. Um, also, follow us on Twitter uh, at Mammoth Games Inc. so you know when we go live and do junk just like this. You can also see when Grim goes live, which seems to be um, something he's tagging us in uh, every time he goes live now. So Smart. Smart. Good move. Got a cross brand. Got him. All right. Um, Why don't we go ahead and jump into it? Let me see. Which ones do you want? Uh, Uh, None of them. None of them? Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Well, uh, (laughs) I I guess I'll start then. Uh, Tuesday the 26th coming out for PS4, Xbox One, PC from Codemasters. Dirt Rally 2.0. 
You know, I don't mind uh, uh, a racing game every now and again. And the thing that pulls me in more times than not are ones that have um, either a damage. Mm. So, like, uh, you know, something like a burnout. Okay. Or uh, something with, like, just ridiculous fucking jumps. And I feel like a game like this has... uh, that not like highest level of graphics, but it does have a great level of graphics, mm-hmm. um, and it has the potential for big jumps and stuff like that. So, um, I could see an interest in a game like this, but it really, uh, really depends. But mm-hmm. I mean, visually, it looks great. Yeah, and it seems like, uh, like you said, it's not like it's not like um, what like the the cutting edge, like bleeding edge Forza graphics right. or whatever but right. like it seems like they definitely know where to put the effort and shit um yeah. like uh they really it looks like the environments look amazing which in a dirt rally that, that's what you really want like your car needs to look good but that shit's in motion all the time it's taking damage it's you know getting like dirtied up so it doesn't need to be like stunningly gorgeous at all times mm-hmm. plus these are like performance cars these are not you know like yeah, they don't make these cars to look good. They make them to to work good, work at the peak performance. Right. Um, yeah, the, uh, there is one spot in this video we're watching on the live stream, mm. um, right around the twenty four twenty five mark. Mm. Um, they hit an instance. Okay, my bad. It's right around the twenty seven twenty eight mark where it starts to rain, um, and that looks amazing. It looks great. You see yeah. the rain on the windshield. Mm-hmm. Wipes yeah. are going. Wipes go, and then after it stops, the rain is almost instantly back on. Um, so they obviously uh, know what they're doing. Codemasters has been making racing games for a pretty long time now. Um, actually, let me look those guys up. Um, just to see their like history of like, stuff that they've made. Um I think they made like was it Onrush mm. Grid, um, yeah, racing uh, leading publisher of racing games um, would be Codemasters. I'm loading up their site right now to get a decent list of what they've made. Um, F1 Onrush, of course, Dirt Rally that we're talking about, uh, which includes Dirt the dirt series so like dirt four so i mm-hmm. mean this is kind of what they do f1 and dirt is what they do um so i mean on rush not a great game uh, did i like it not really was the driving good it was um so i do with that what you will uh i don't know if i pay more than 39.99 for this thing if i was super into it mm-hmm. so Okay. I can say that. All right. Uh, yeah, something that both of us are mildly interested in, but neither of us will ever touch unless we get it for free. The Lego Movie 2 video game. Yeah. Uh, PS4 Switch, X-Boner. Uh, of course, Traveler's Tales continuing to just pump as much money out of that Lego license as possible. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I mean, not much is there to say. I, I, I know the first one did pretty good. I mean, the Lego game's always like make that money yeah yeah i i think um and i mentioned it a little bit before they they do really well um but 
the movie tie-in I think is hurting the Lego game series. Yeah, um, that's. I mean, unless it was like uh, I know the um, Star Wars Lego games always did really well, and the Lord of the Rings ones did well because they weren't actually based on the movie. Mm-hmm. Like they came out like five years after the movie. I I so, don't know why, but I feel like the movie, the Lego movies mm-hmm. are based on Lego City Undercover. Which, I know it's different. Yeah, it's because Lego owns that license, and they don't have to share any money with anybody for that. And Lego City <laughs> Undercover, I think, was it was probably my favorite Lego game. Okay. Out of, out of all of them that I played. Like, mm-hmm. Well, they probably got else, the most like freedom to fuck around with it, right? Everything else felt gimmicky. I mean, it had a small mm-hmm. story. You're a cop. You know, you're protecting yep. this city. You're fixing stuff. And the other ones were great. It didn't do anything too different, but it was original. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. It, it felt like playing with Legos as a kid, instead of oh look now we have Batman again, but now he's in Lego form. Mm-hmm. Um, meh. Yeah. Chris Pratt makes a lot of money on this movie, though. I bet he do. I bet he do. Um, as well on the twenty sixth. Uh, for PS4, Xbox One from Paradox Interactive, mm. Solaris, the console edition. Um, yeah, this is my favorite. Um, I, I we kind of talked about this. I think I wanted. I did a, like a news story to call out that the console edition was coming, like I in think, uh, yeah. September, October, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, I, so I do want to continue to say that I don't know how this is going to go over on console. Like I just sure. don't know if if it's going to control in a functional way that's not annoying. Yeah. So, like, if this is your only way to play it, it's a great game, play it on console. Um, I would recommend it on PC for sure. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, what? with that said, like, this is my favorite of the Paradox strategy games. Um, I'm really out here waiting for, like, uh, Crusader Kings 3 or... I need, like, a newer version of something, because I think their newest one is Hearts of Iron 4 that maybe came out in 2017. Um, Let me do some quick research on that. But, uh, like, Crusader Kings is the one that I really want. Um, It's the one that I I meshes. They're kind of skirting around that, though, aren't they? Well, Crusader Kings 2 just had another fucking DLC drop, like, fucking 40 years later. I think this game came out in 2012. Crusader Kings 2, something God, like that. Damn. And it's like, even then it was old, because like, um, like, Paradox was known, but they were not the, like, powerhouse that they are now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, they just need to update the fucking controls on these things, because like, the in-game tutorials pure shit. The people that play it have been playing it for 10 years, that's why they're good at it. Like... They just played over and over again and failed and learned what they did wrong and started over again. Mm-hmm. And Stellaris is a lot closer to your typical like space 4X game. Um, it it makes sense the way it plays. Mm-hmm. Um, you still get to do the like kind of micromanaging of developing your kind of stellar empire, and you know you're making choices like uh, initially in like uh, species creation or whatever. You're you know, choosing what your race looks like, what they're in, what they're interested in, what they're good at, what they're bad at, um, the way that their society functions, and the way right. that their elections take place, which is really important, kind of, I guess, mid-game. 
um, and early game. So like, you know, you're on each planet that you have colonized, you're building structures and, um, you know, kind of guiding your, you know, each individual colony in that way. You're building these fleets, um, you're researching, you're discovering like old, like story threads, basically. Um, it's really well done. And like, I, I love, uh, the moment to moment in Stellaris is a lot better than a lot of strategy games because there's just so much going on. Um, Hmm. so like, I know a lot of the games have trouble with, um, you know, you get in like, uh, like civilization, you get in like a click fest where nothing interesting happens for a hundred turns. Right. And it looks like this is also including several DLCs. Um, I don't see. I don't know if I've seen like the Mega Corp DLC, which is the newest one for the PC, but I've definitely seen some of the like mega structures and shit. So it looks like this is including most of the DLC for free uh, right off the bat, which is pretty good. I'm looking at the assets in this game, and I was like, I should apply to work for these guys. Mm. They have like, They're like I could do their hard. I could do their hard surface modeling for sure. Yeah, it's not crazy high detail because you're meant you're meant to be way zoomed out, right? But yeah, I mean, um, you know, but like you I said, Stellaris like, is my favorite one of these. Yeah, from this company, it, it's still. I mean, it, it looks cool, and like you said, I think I agree. You know, if if you can't play this on like PC, mm-hmm. it's the only place you can play it. Yeah, recommend. If it's it. all you got, then Give do it. Yeah, yeah. All right. Cool, moving right along. Uh, Thursday the 28th, finally coming out for Switch uh, by free. Fox. Is it free? Yep. Damn. Just like the PC version. Good on them. Uh, Delta Room. Yep. So this is uh, kind of a playable teaser, one might say, mm-hmm. for, um, I guess, the sequel to Undertale. It's actually an anagram of Undertale. Okay. Uh, so for that reason, I went and bought Undertale. So that I can kind of play through that finally. So you that's have like, that knowledge. Yeah. yeah, that's a big one that I skipped, basically. And like, I hear all the time people be like, "Dude, you cannot sleep on Undertale." So I totally did. I, took, I totally I, did. I straight up took a fucking nap on Undertale. I'm gonna look up the two. I'm like, I'm gonna look up the pacifist run and the genocide run, and just do those. Mm-hmm. Get my experience out of it. I don't want to play this through forty times, like. I get it. You fucking vape, and that's cute and everything, but, like, I have shit to do. <laughs> cool. Um, so go grab some that. of these hoes. Go grab that for free. That's... Yeah. Uh, and you definitely want something. to have beat Undertale already. Like, this is extreme spoiler territory. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, buy their other stuff so you can play the free game, I sure. guess. And uh, Undertale has been... Uh, it's it's marked down to 10 bucks right now on Switch, if you want to get it on Switch. It's not bad. Sure I mean, PC I don't really know too much about the game, so, you know. Mm. Um, cool. And then we have Friday the 1st, DOA 6 for PS4, Xbox One, PC. Grim, finally, one for you. Ninja. Yeah. Is Grim really into fighting games? No. I, don't, I, don't, I don't think he can do fighting games too well. Yeah, but this one has anime titty. Were these guys... Were the, oh, Wait, which one was the... Yes. This was the studio known for... Beach Volleyball. Yep. yep. It is. I, I had to see one piece of the game. It is. You're welcome. Uh, what, what what did Randy call it? They have jiggle physics. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's this. I, it, it looks I, bad, doesn't it? It doesn't look it great. It looks but really I do dated. Like, I like fighting games every now and again. Was that Ninja um, Gaiden? 
I think so. Looked like it. What's that guy's name? His name's probably Ken Everyman or something. Ninja. Like. Um, Ninja G. <laughs> he just did. He just did Brock Lesnar's WWE finishing move. Yeah, everybody does that. A pinky in the butthole. Um, P in the B. P in the B. That one's coming it. out Friday. That's weird. Is it weird that that's coming out Friday? I feel like it is. Yes. Like why? Why are they like? I feel like we've been kind of like separating. Like games usually would come out on Tuesday because movies would come out Thursday night usually, mm-hmm. and they wanted to separate that entertainment. But now we have Delta Room coming out free on Thursday, and Sony has started putting things out on Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, or no, was it Nintendo putting things out on Friday? One uh, of them. Nintendo has been too. Yeah, so you could play it over the weekend, which has been a long complaint. Like, oh, good, I just picked up my brand new game. I can't wait to play it in five days. Yeah. When you would pick it up on Monday or Tuesday. Yep. But, yeah. Or, like, you um, install it all day, Tuesday night. <laughs> and then right. Wednesday after work, you play an hour and a half, and you're like, wow, it's amazing. This, I'm going to fucking kill myself because I can't play this. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, the same day... Uh, we have another equally um, sci-worthy game coming up. No uh, PC, Switch, PS4, Xbox One, hitting it across the board. I do like the name of the studio, Human Nature. Uh, and Adult Swim backing it. Toe Jam and Earl back in the groove. Back in black. I don't see how this game... Like I, maybe, maybe, I'm off, <laughs> maybe I'm off base, but I don't understand how this game is like worth it mm-hmm. no you're it, right about like, that I look at it I'm like why did why did people make this well um, this was kickstarted I didn't play in, in saying that I'm not a Toe Jam and Earl fan I didn't play uh-huh. Toe Jam and Earl I was a Booger Man fan mm. so I you know just showing off those differences um, I'll say it Booger Man was definitely better than this I don't know if I, I don't think that they're the same kind of game but mm. I do have that just in my mind. Um, so, I would rather see Booger Man remade. Yeah, like, so, this is one of those things where you have to keep in mind that, like, people wanted this. Like, the people that backed it wanted it to be exactly like the old games. I mean, it looks archaic. And it's not, it doesn't look archaic in a cute way. Like, it looks like the controls are bad. It looks like it's hard to play. It looks like you... Like it's you move incredibly slowly, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah, it's it. To me, when I look at this, I, it looks like someone with, like, I mean, Microsoft and this Paint. is coming. This is coming from me. Someone with a juvenile sense of humor. Yes. Just decided. Oh, I want to make a video game. You are correct. And it's like, fuck. It's just not. It. I. I don't know. Looks I, rough. I, I will say I don't get it at all. I don't understand why people spent more money on this. I don't understand why people would kickstart this. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I don't know. Uh, I agree. It's because he has a butt de- crack when he's walking upward. De- destroy me on Twitter for that. Um, yeah, do it. For that. Toe Jam please. stands. Yeah. <laughs> I don't stand with Toe Jam. Hell no. Yeah, all right. I mean, that's the, you, yeah, know, you never that's know what pro- people are going to back on Kickstarter. 
Right. Just because people say they want it doesn't mean they should. Like, yeah. how the fuck is this getting a Kickstarter when other things that are potentially better on Kickstarter don't get funded? Get shit on or, like, they don't hit their max potential because people are like, um, I just don't really want a new Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance. I'm like, excuse me? Yeah. No. I mean, you know what happened to those people in the past? They were buried up to their neck in rocks and then stoned to death. Mm-hmm. It's going to gonna happen to them in the future, too. It's going to happen to them again, if I have any fucking thing to say about it. Couldn't agree more. All right. So, yeah, that's everything releasing February 25th to March 3rd. Uh, Tuesday, uh, 26th, Dirt Rally 2.0, Lego Marvel... Or, Lego Movie 2... Uh, Solaris Console Edition uh, on Thursday 28th, uh, Delta Rune, Friday the 1st, DOA 6, and then ToeJam and Earl back in the groove. Mm-hmm. Um, if there's anything that we missed, please shout it out. Let us know over um, on Twitter at Mammoth Games Inc., and we'll drop it into next week's episode. Um, cool. Cool. Why don't we just go ahead and jump right on into the weekly news? We don't have any. Um, like well, demos or alpha or anything that I can think of. Yeah, there's nothing like notable that we haven't already mentioned six times, I think. Yeah, I mean, there's still like um, the DMC demos out there. We probably could have dropped Delta Rune into that for, mm-hmm. you know, technically. Um, but. Yeah, I guess that's fair. Yeah. Uh, that's just where uh, everything, everything landed. Yep. Cool. Do you want to go ahead and take it away or do you want me to? All right. So. Um, yeah, I guess we don't really 100% know yet, but it looks like Google is getting into the console wars, uh, but they're not with something. a physical console. Um, they're going to be at uh, the Game Developers Conference next month. Mm-hmm. Um, they've been emailing invites to members of the media um, for a keynote that will uh, that quotes, all will be revealed on March 19th at 10 a.m. Pacific. Um, Inviting them to, quote, gather around. Yep. I feel like that's going to be important. Yeah, they're probably... Well, I don't want to get ahead of myself here. But yeah, sure. it's it's uh, definitely like... Um, people are thinking that this is going to be part of Project Stream, uh, which they've been working on for six months. I believe that's where they gave away the free copy of Odyssey. Yep. It's the mm-hmm. only game that's been tested publicly. Um, they're going to... You know, it seems likely that they're going to talk about it. Uh, their public test finished last month. Um, they might be turning it into a full game streaming service. It'd be really interesting to see what they think is going to be different. Um, Amazon also appears to be getting ready to do the same thing. Sony, NVIDIA, Microsoft are already doing it. Uh, it seems like Microsoft's about to turn that shit up. We'll hear about that later. I See, um, I'm, what, what confuses me is Google is... I mean, where would we rank them amongst the big, biggest companies in the world? Of gaming? No, just in general. Just in the gen- biggest. Oh, yeah, just large. in general with technology. Rather large. Very much. Yeah. Um, like, and I- I'm confused because they don't have. Like, I don't know why. I expect them to have a video game engine. Um, and that's yeah, odd that to me sense. that they don't. Amazon has one. Yeah, I agree. But it's. I don't know. Uh, I-, I-, I guess. I mean, Sony has a ton. Of video game engines, but it's not like it's usually not like I, I, has Sony. Like Sony doesn't have; they're all like their in-house engines. They I don't think they've really ever. 
Um, I don't think they've ever released like a mass market engine. Or right. Anything. And I, Google is all about mass market. Why don't they have a mass market engine? Yeah, it's a good question. Interesting. Um, but if you are interested in some good engines, we have a uh, Unity Unreal Four and what Amazon has Lumberyard, right? Yeah. Yeah. Never played with that. Nope. Whamp, whamp. It's available though. It is available. If you want to. <laughs> so. Um, it looks like March 19th, uh, 10 a.m., that's 1 p.m. for us here on the East Coast. Right. Um, we can check that out uh, at GDC. I'm pretty sure that will be easily obtainable, if not right on the main page of Google. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see. Good. Yeah. All right. Um, so speaking of Paradox, um, so I think we mentioned before, I don't know if we had a story or if we just mentioned it in passing, but they like revealed like a weird um, dating app <laughs> that appears to be kind of a tease for um, that. You know, they I think a couple years ago they acquired um, the Vampire Masquerade license. Well, really everything from White Wolf. I, I believe White Wolf is fully owned by uh, Paradox. Um, so, you know, they got, like, Werewolf, uh, they got Changeling, whatever other shit that's all in there. Um, so, it seems like they've been teasing a vampire, uh, game. Um, so this dating app is called Tender. Um, it was, like, doing weird shit. Uh, it asks you for your blood type and matches you with nearby sick people. Huh. With the same blood type. So, like... Um, you know, PC Gamer said you sign into it with your Paradox account. Uh, so that made it it was an al- made it clear it was an alternate reality game pretty quickly. Um, yeah, they got them back in 2015. Um, users found hidden codes embedded within some of the videos, as well as leaked memos from the fake CEO of Tender, Malcolm Chandler. Um, That's a great name for yeah, great name a CEO. That seems like right on. Uh, we must be ready for San Francisco on March 21st, the email from Chandler said. 300 Tender users will be invited to a private party, some of them flown from around the world. This will be the biggest announcement in the history of my company. March 21st in San Francisco lines up perfectly with this year's Game Developers Conference. Packing back around. Yep. Um, so that's we, interesting. It feels yeah. like, um, like, I don't know why, but I, could, I, I get the feeling that it's like we're going to fly some of these users that are sick to a party could be and i i don't know i could see like a vampire party and uh-huh. you know the point is you know just getting rid of these sick people as you know that, that this is the joke or whatever mm. um i don't know that That's is interesting that is interesting I, I love what they've done with their um the the beta video here mm-hmm um, it looks it looks really good. I don't know if I uh, like just the AR games came so quick, mm-hmm. and I I play I feel like I played like five of them back to back. It was like Pokemon, Ghostbusters, <laughs> like Jurassic Park. I even played um, the first Nyanic game, um, Ingress. Ingress, yep. Played that for like oh, two terms. Like, two turns. 
I, yeah, I played it okay. once, and then uh, I didn't play it for a little bit, and then yeah. I was like, let me try that again, and I opened it again, I was like, nope, I'm done. Delete. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. And I really haven't touched anything since, so we'll see. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Cool. Cool. Um, um, yeah, it looks like Microsoft is, uh, oh, the workers want to terminate contracts for using HoloLens for military. Yes. So Microsoft made a deal, um, with the U S government, uh, specifically through, um, well, I'm trying to see what specifically. So basically they're just going to, uh, they were going to sign over, um, use of Microsoft's HoloLens headset in the U.S. Army's integrated visual augmentation system. Um, so basically, uh, there was a $479 million... Why wouldn't you just round that up? Yeah, come on. Uh, contract with the Army to develop augmented reality technology for use in combat. Um, and there, it looks like their problem with it is that they didn't want to develop weapons real yeah they're like weapons okay dude if i wanted to go work at fucking um lockheed lockheed martin or something like i would have done that right right i mean they're right there i mean boeing does uh like weapons defense systems and shit like that and boeing is literally in seattle they could have walked across the fucking street yeah yeah um you know they're like uh, you know i didn't i don't work at raytheon i don't want my shit i make to kill people yeah, um, which and that's, seems fine with me. That's very fair. If yeah. you make something and you don't want it used for that, you don't have to. Um, Especially like, I mean, obviously but, they're not going to work on it. It's not like they are actively making like kill tech or something. Right. They're not making like drone brains. They made something that then the military says, "Hey, we want to license this. We could use that for something that we right." Um, like, I could see this being good for. Um, training purposes mm-hmm. um that's probably what it would be used for but to, to be, be fair. To, yeah like if if it was if it was me making the call and looking at this and they were using it for training purposes mm. i mean i would be cool with that um but as you know if they were using it to you know fly like drones or something for you know something that you're using this to cause this damage or whatever whether mm-hmm. you know it's e- either way it's going to you know do something terrible um, yeah, that's where like, i'd have a problem with it but if it's something that's more like um how they used uh like i have been to uh like different military um simulation conventions mm. uh like i went to um itsec in orlando yeah and they have some super sick stuff for training purposes you literally do not have to fire any of these weapons to Mm -hmm. know what it's like to fire these weapons right um and i'm like that's the kind of stuff that's good i think Mm -hmm. rather than actually using live ammunition because you know anytime you use that there's a chance that this person could do something wrong everyone has to do something for the first time you, you right. have to you have to drive a car for the first time at some point in your life if right. you ever drive. And you're definitely and there's a up. risk. <laughs> yeah, you're go- someone's gonna go. Okay, hit the brake. I'm putting it in park for a minute. Right. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, and it's the same thing. Someone has to pick up, you know, uh, like an RPG for the first time. Damn. 
and hit the button. It's true. But at ITSEC, they also have a real weighted RPG with a hydraulic in it. And when mm. you press the button, when you have the headset on, you see the thing fly out. This hydraulic <laughs> pumps and kicks you back a little bit. Yeah. To simulate. It's like, that's useful. Yeah. Because we don't have to use real, like, ammunition where some idiot could blow it in the wrong direction. <laughs> you know, not shoot it far enough. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's it's useful. I mean, I don't think that, you know, we should probably use that um, that technology. I would hope we wouldn't have to use that technology. But I guess knowing how to use that technology properly is uh, Yeah, that's better than... Not it's like how to use it. I mean, yeah, like, it's like it's, you don't need to own a gun, you know, to yeah. go and take a safety course. Yep. And it's smart to know proper safety. Yep. Yeah, it is. It is one of those things too. That's like, okay, if you like sell a a product, like somebody can just pick it up and use it for training, anyways. Even if you don't want them to. Right. So, like, yeah, if it's entirely for training purposes only, then it's like. You, you kind of can't get around that, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a tough argument, basically. Um, but, yeah, if this is, like, wholesale being sold to be integrated into a weapons platform that's going to be used live, Yeah, I can see why you'd have ethical concerns for that. I worked with a guy that worked in the uh, Navy, and he worked at a site where they were developing weapons, and he had to quit over ethical reasons. Where he's like, I can't be I can involved in this. And yeah. it's like... That's entirely understandable. And this is a dude from a military family. Every single one of his brothers was in the military. Like, you know, mm-hmm. this is not like me that like the first time something unusual happened, I start crying or something, like, <laughs> yeah. which is entirely possible. I, so, I, w- I will say one of the cool things that happened at ITSEC as I was walking around mm-hmm. handing out resumes and like business cards trying to find a job. Um, right. I met a guy who worked on... Um, Splinter Cell. He worked on like three, two or three of the Splinter Cell games. Yep. And he was like, Crunch was too much. I decided to take my knowledge that I gained through Ubisoft and take it to a military simulation company. Hmm. And he's like, now I just make environments for military sim. Hell yeah. And he's like, I work a nine to five. I don't have 12 hour days in Crunch for, Mm -hmm. you know, four months. He's like, it's the way to go. This is the one to be. Yeah. And you know, that's, it is, uh, that's kind of a personal decision that needs to be made. You know, it's like, that one's tough. Like, there's not really a lot you can say that's like, oh, we'll just do this. Cause it's like, there's not really a formula for that yet. You know what right. I mean? Right. Um, so, you know, it's, it's interesting to hear about either way, I think. Mm-hmm. And, um, this is one where sometimes you just have to let them get away. Yeah. I think they should probably follow what their employees want because these are some of their most, most, uh, I don't know, empowered, like top of the line. Like this is not, um, you know, the HoloLens is not like the iPhone division. That's like, okay, shit one out every year. Oh, like it is. They've been working on this for 15 years and it's still not just widely available, you know? Yeah, it's not. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I agree. They should probably take that. Like, mm-hmm. okay, I have my opinion. Now let's see what everyone else thinks about this opinion that works here. Because right. it doesn't matter if your opinion is this and, it, you know, it might be end-all, be-all. 
Mm. I mean, people can leave for ethical reasons just like that. And then what? You're down 25 people? You lost maybe some industry veterans because, you know, a decision that you made? It just doesn't seem to hit right. And this thing, I I do think it's, when it does finally come out, I feel like this is going to be... uh, Like a watershed. uh, It looks like it's going to be successful. Oh, yeah. It, I mean, for what it does, I feel like it's powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, and it could lead the way to other things that have, well, like, failed yeah. in the past. AR. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it, it could pave the way. So it really depends. Um, so so here's we'll the, I guess, a, a, a good question, too, is that one of the main arguments by the employees is that, hey, we didn't sign up to make something that's going to kill somebody. Right. Um. So that kind of gets into the ethics of like, um, it's like the Ender's Game scenario, right? Like, is it okay to get someone to directly contribute to harm others against their knowledge or without their knowledge, I guess? Yeah. Like, it's, you know, there was, there was no discussion on like, okay, what do we say when the Department of Defense wants to buy this? Like, that was not a meeting. You know what I mean? So, like, they just didn't address it at all. And then suddenly it was like, hey, do you guys want $480 million? And they were like, yeah, right. Yeah. Well, I mean, when in doubt, when the government comes to you and asks you for something, and you can you can say no, I always recommend saying no. Yeah. Uh, but that's just me. Yeah, I would agree to that. Um, eh, you know. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see, like... Um, the I guess the you know like Google removed "Don't be evil" from their their code of conduct, right? Yeah. So like I wonder, like you know, Amazon is being criticized that um, they've been sharing data with like AI, like to help with like drones and shit mm-hmm. with the military. Uh, Google, of course, turns over any requested information to any government that asks for it. So, like, people are really critical of Google in China for banning sites that China says, hey, you should ban these. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're getting into a really interesting... I think people are starting to... People that are not, like, tech people or really interested in the tech industry or whatever are starting to realize that this shit is, like... This is, a, like, a... You know, the invention of the cell phone is not the same as the invention like from regular phones to cell phones was not as big as no internet to internet right and the way that all right. these shit all these things are connected and everything is controlled by private companies so uh you know phones and internet are good examples both of those were created by government subsidy we would not have an internet if it was not for the government dropping money on it even though the internet now is strictly a commercial tool right right like the real purpose of the internet is to sell me shit on amazon <laughs> Or, you know what I mean? like And to remind me of shit that I would definitely forget. Right. So, like... Hey, remember that you liked this t-shirt last week? That's cursed. Yeah. Uh, But, like, um, you know, the... the, Even, um, you know, telephone lines, like manual telephones, like home phone, that was created with government funding. Uh, Cell phone networks were created with government funding. The internet was created with government funding. Uh, these companies, these tech companies exist because of government subsidies, but they're private companies. So like Microsoft exists to an extent because of certain U.S. laws and subsidies that allowed it to operate. So 
seeing as how the public paid for it to exist in the first place, is it okay that an executive can sign off handing technology over without public or employee approval? It's an interesting question. Yeah. Um, you know, can you know. Google participate in certain things considering that their entire framework is built on shit that the public funded? It's a question. Yeah. That's not really been addressed. You know? I still think it's time to break up the banks. Like, we need to get in there and, like, chop Facebook and Amazon and Google and Microsoft down into smaller companies. Because mm-hmm. they're just too monolithic. But, you know, that's an opinion. Like, the fact is, like, these employees don't want to do this. And they can't say no because... If you get blackballed by Microsoft, if Microsoft wants to blacklist your ass, you're done. You're never working in tech again. Right, right. Like, if, if Google doesn't want you to have a job, they'll kill you. <clears throat> For sure. Okay, so let's scoot on. Cool. Um, so, we have a few roadmaps. Uh, we're going to break them up. Um, why don't you take the first one? Okay, so uh, Anthem. We kind of mentioned it. Uh, mm-hmm. Anthem has a whole kind of long-term plan that they're working on. It looks like they're going to be releasing additional story content in Act. Um, so we'll have to see how and what order those come out. But their first act is called uh, year, year One, Act One, Echoes of Reality. Obviously, this is the main story of Anthem. Um, so year-round, they're going to be doing basic fixes, um, weekly awards, daily, weekly, and monthly challenges, and changing cosmetics and stores. Mm-hmm. Um, for February, they want to do a, they're going to do a free play event, uh, three free play events, after that, in March, they're going to start really focusing on like endgame stuff. So they're going to have new stronghold caches, uh, new items, legendary missions, which is the post-game, uh, yep. more free play events. Yeah, One, four, two, three, four. Free play events. Uh, in April, they're going to continue to do uh, character progression with mastery yep. systems. New items. Uh, One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight free play events. New missions, so new post-game, a new stronghold, and adding on to more social content, and then they'll just go on from there. So they're in May, they're launching a large event called Cataclysm, which is mm-hmm. new missions, new rewards, and a free play event. And then the Act 2, I guess, will be starting maybe in June or July, I guess, depending on how long they want to push out the Cataclysm. Yeah, yeah, I think that also depends on development as well. I right. feel like they'll, they have they just a pretty healthy yet. amount of yeah. everything else. Uh, readied up and you know it's just about internally testing at this point right um, which they definitely need to do it, they definitely need they did to not do, do an amazing job at internal testing before so hopefully they learned their lesson on that already yeah yeah um but it is good to see this is our plans it might not be you know the like biggest section you know like sometimes you see a roadmap of like a year or whatever yeah. um but it is good to see that they're like, okay, our next huge thing is coming in May. You're going to get some cool shit in between here and there. Yep. Um, so let's enjoy. I do think guilds, I think that's pretty big. Um, I, I always like that yeah. feeling, even yeah. if you're, even if it is like four people or whatever. Like mm-hmm. looking at your friends list is fine and going, oh, they're not playing this right now or whatever. But getting on and already being in a group of people. And then just to look over and go, oh, hey, Grimm's playing. Um, 
well, I'm just gonna click join. We're already ready to go. I'm hoping that they launch some like bonus experience for playing with guildmates or something. Um, yeah, that that can that, really that add be, to longevity of a game for sure. Um, they're already they've already set up the longevity of the game. I noticed one of the first things I noticed when I got in, they had um, uh, three um, like sand hourglasses, and uh, they one said daily, one said weekly, one said monthly. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a challenge table. Um, and as I was playing, I know I got one of the dailies done last night. So that was kind of cool. Um, I need to look into that a little bit more. And that's going to help with longevity, especially if um, they couple that with, uh, like, do this raid this month and you'll unlock this. Or whatever. You know, if they end up going that route, which I imagine yeah, um, they will. Pretty cool. Yeah. All right, let's get into terrible news. Uh, yeah, so this is this was kind of seen to be coming, I think. Yeah. Um, so we have more layoffs, finally. Finally, um, we're back here. Yeah, oh. ArenaNet, which are the guys that made Guild Wars uh, 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. Um, so they informed employees on Thursday that they were doing a round of big layoffs. <laughs> that hurts. Um, they I didn't can... give out exact numbers, but it was not looking good. Yeah, um... For reference, let me look up. Um, let me look up Guild Wars Two just to get an idea of how long this has been going. Initial fourteen. Mm. Re- initial release date August twenty eighth, two thousand twelve. Two thousand twelve. Holy still, shit! It's still going strong. Yeah. It's um, time for three. It is time for three. Uh, and two. I, I don't know. I know you didn't play. Um, nope. Actually, our friend Rob. Good old Hans Solo. Mm-hmm. Um, we played this a lot, and th- this was um, it was a fantastic game. Uh, it-, it was one of those games that it was one of the first times I had ever played an MMO where if you do move one and move and then follow it up with move three or four, mm-hmm. you get a bonus damage rather mm-hmm. than just doing it separate. So yeah. it's almost like. As like a da- like someone who uses daggers, you want to use move one and then move two and then move three and then move four, and if you do mm-hmm. them out of order, you're going to do less damage because you're not like linking your attacks together. You're just wildly flailing about, um, and and that was really cool. So these guys did do some groundbreaking stuff. I remember, and it was probably like 2014. Um, I think they were talking with some guys at IGN about, like, you guys are still going strong. That's amazing. And they're like, yeah, we don't know how long this is going to last. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and it's 2018. So, um, I don't know. This could be them maybe preparing, slimming down to save some money. That's what it is, yeah. Phase for three. Um, NCSoft, which is the Korean publisher, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, they've just been doing general cost cutting. They also laid off the studio that made that Wild Star online. They shut yes. down the whole studio, uh, Carbine Studios. Carbine. So, yep. Um, that that yeah. was. They're just continuing that trend. Um, we played. Uh, what was it? The um, apocalypse-based uh, tabletop game with mm-hmm. uh, with my roommate Kyle. He was on the show with us. When we originally went to Full Sail, Carbine Studios was the studio he was gearing up to try, try to work to, for. Try to work at, yeah. Yeah. 
And then, yeah. I mean, he he could work there like now, mm-hmm. if <laughs> you know, if it existed, if it exists, brutal. Yeah, rough. Um, but yeah, let's get done with that uh, and move on to some what the fuck kind of news. Um, Hell yeah! So, it, uh, if you love shows and movies that are based off of video games, you're in the wrong show. Um, you're also uh, <laughs> fucking psychotic. <laughs> uh, but they've stepped it up. They're like, hey, this game isn't out yet. Let's create a TV series based off it. Skull and Bones. Sure. Uh, Ubisoft's game. Probably one of their big games this year. It's Ubisoft, right? Yeah. I haven't seen stuff. I'm pretty sure. Ubisoft Shanghai, stuff. I think, is working on it. Um, they've decided, hey, why don't we go ahead and make a TV series? And someone neglected to say that Black Sails was already that. Yep. Um but here we are, Skull and Bones. Um, apparently, Ubisoft has announced its team up with Atlas Entertainment to develop the television series uh, that is going to integrate. You know that Skull and Bones is going to. You know it's going to be based around. I guess. Um, I don't know how. Is this the first time that they've created a television mm. series and they've teamed up to do that? I don't know. I, I can't. Yeah, I, I'm trying to think of, like, what... Uh, oh, no, Skull and Bones isn't the first video game Ubisoft has adapted to other medias. Yeah. They did the live-action movie of Assassin's Creed. They also have uh, a division coming with Jake Gyllenhaal and Jessica Chastain. How could that be bad? Huh. You might ask, stupidly. <laughs> um, also, Ubisoft's women's film and, tele- and television fellowship is creating additional adaptations including Child of Light and Werewolves Within. Um, I forget about Assassin's Creed because I didn't bother to go see it. The Assassin's uh, Creed movie was okay. It wasn't good, yeah. but it was okay. <laughs> so, I, I don't know. This is weird. Like, why you would decide to make a television series based off a game that already has... Like, you could almost go, huh, Skull and Bones was kind of created off of Black Sails, huh? Most importantly, <laughs> you're making it off of something that doesn't have a story. Right. Because Skull and Bones is a, a multiplayer. Yeah, it's like a competitive... Um, yeah. It's, it's like a PvP pirate game, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, guys. We could um, we could have more knowledge on this, but we, signed up, we signed up for the beta uh, like two years ago or something. And yeah, and then never heard anything about it. Never heard anything from it. Um, it's supposed to be released this year. I don't think it has an exact date yet. Mm. Done by Ubisoft Singapore. Singapore. Um, okay. It's a tactical action game set in an open world, played from third person. Take control of your customized pirate. Captain may choose to sail the Indian Ocean by themselves or set off with up to five other players. Mm. Um, yeah. Ramp, ramp. So, we'll, um, I want to say that we'll keep up with this story, but honestly, we'll probably we ignore it and shame them publicly. It's gonna um, suck. It's gonna suck. Um, let's move on to the story of the hour. This is the big one. Reginald fils is retiring from Nintendo. He is <laughs> up and out of here. Um, Damn. It, I, I do, I, okay, so... He's done quite a lot for gaming, whether yeah. it's been cringeworthy 
or it's been um, like amazing. We've mm. seen we've seen him work through uh, success, just straight up commercial failure, mm-hmm. and then he's on top again, and he's going out on a high note. He's pulling yep. the George Casanza. He's leaving on a high. Yeah. Got him. Um, you don't see that too often. You usually see people ride it out until, you know, they destroy something completely. Uh, you know, you, I mean, you see that. If you've ever worked with someone who was like, oh, I have, uh, you know, I have all of this, like, all these things I want to do, but guess what? None of them are what I'm currently doing right now. Mm-hmm. After they've been working there for a while. Um, and that's what usually happens closer to the end. They're like, I have to keep working here because this is where I can, you know, successfully, you know, maintain the rest of my life. You know, like my the golden years of my life or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, they're kind of bitter about having to stay and not doing what they want to do. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I think Reggie is one of the first people in a long time I've heard of that decided that I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to retire now, and mm-hmm. then you know spend time with my family. Um, so he came in and did it, and now he's done, and he's going to go. Right, and that's I mean that that's awesome. He didn't have he didn't ever I never really felt even in like the Wii U mm-hmm. <clears throat> where he was like I'm over this and I'm just going through the motions. So that's that. That's definitely uh, definitely something. And to go out now, mm-hmm. when they're so crazy. on top, when they're so on top, like we haven't even hit, like the Pokemon game never even came out. The, the fucking Am- Animal Crossing game never came out. We didn't out get either. Animal Crossing. We didn't get like they just re they just reset Metroid. It's it's insane. Mm-hmm. Whoa, 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 whoa. I didn't know what Reggie did before. Yeah, he worked at Pizza the Hut. Then a recent hire for Nintendo's marketing and sales department. He took his aggressive attitude from his previous ventures at Pizza Hut and VH1. Yeah. He brought VH1 back. Really? Yeah, he was at VH1 from like 90... Or like 2000 to 2004 or whatever. Yeah. So, I mean, that's pretty impressive. Um, He's done a little bit of everything uh and he's always been enthusiastic about it i don't ever recall him seeing him do something kind of half-assed where he was like yeah it's whatever um so that's cool uh with his departure he is uh he has left the company um to doug bowser jesus Uh, christ He's the current North, uh, the North American president of sales and marketing, who joined in 2015. Um, so I'm saying this is the era of the villain for Doug Nintendo. Bowser. That's great. I can't believe. I wonder if, like, could you imagine applying to a company where your last name is, is their like main villain is one of their main characters in their <laughs> game? They have to hire you, right? I mean, yeah. In my opinion. Oh man. I'm trying to think of like where else that that would be, like, 
Imagine going to work for <laughs> let's see, uh it would be if like you were going, going to work for Naughty Dog or whatever and your last name is Cortex. Or Drake. Yeah, I'm Jonathan Drake, Nathan Drake's cousin. I'm I'm Ethan or I'm, Ethan uh, Drake. Ethan Drake. <laughs> Ethan Drake. Oh man. So it, I don't know. It, it's wild, and they're already leaning into that a little bit. Um, yeah. The video that they showed off with is Doug extremely Bowser funny. Is extremely funny. They have um, Mario and Luigi plushies tied up with a controller, That's kind so of back good. to back. It's very um, good. He, like he knows what it is. He's been on stage before, yep. and um, I don't want to go out and limb and say he's going to be amazing because I, he has some pretty big fucking shoes to fill. Yeah, I don't um, know. Like that's a really hard to follow up. I think he's just going to have to do his own thing. I, I think I think if he can kind of do a similar... If he can just carry on what mm. uh, Reggie was doing, right? but with his own flair that we've already kind of seen pushed in... Yeah, he's I, got I, like a really subtle funniness. Into- like, Reggie was outwardly just hilarious. <laughs> and this guy, I think, is a lot more like subtle about it. Um, which could be really funny if he becomes the guy that like... He'll post a video of, you know, he'll be in a Nintendo Direct or whatever. And in yeah. the background, there's something that you can see. Or, like, on a notepad, he has written down, like, destroy Donkey Kang or something. Yeah. Kidnap, that would be really funny. Kidnap Peach. Five yeah. o'clock or whatever. Or, like, you see, like, there's, like, <laughs> somebody that's dressed like Peach that's, like, trying to, like, escape from his office or something. That'd be funny. Yeah. Uh, so, we'll have so, to see. I mean, I think, ultimately, Reggie's going to be known for... You know the, God. the things, the things that he, yeah, he's going to be held in the true meme echelon yeah. of uh, Nintendo and video yeah. games. But then, of course, he will be always remembered for his meme-worthy memeness. Um, Extremely worthy. Jesus, like, there is no successor. We, he, uh, he was the meme that I, or he was the gift that I used of the in rhythm mm-hmm. tapping his watch for. Um, Extremely good. Um, what but, the fuck? you know, my body's ready. Uh, you know, like, what else did he do? I'm here to kick ass and take names. Yeah. Uh, a Nintendo exec came out on stage and said ass. Yeah. Which and is... the world came. Yeah. So powerful. So... Never forgotten. Gone, but never forgotten. Reginald. <laughs> He's... I, I don't know. I expect him to do cameos. Yep. And some of the Treehouse Live stuff that they do or whatever, but, um... Yep. Yeah, it, it, it's cool to see someone go out and fucking top, you know? For real. What a, what a legend. Yep. What a man. <sighs> Promised I wouldn't cry. I don't think I need to. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so now we've got a, a quick little story here. Um, so Showtime, uh, the HBO that nobody has, uh, is... Uh, finally found a director for their Halo series. Um, so it's going to be uh, directed by... Holy shit, where's this motherfucker's name? Otto, Otto Bathurst. Bathurst. That's a tough one. Yeah. He's thirsting in the tub, one might say. Um, so he, he was from? also... He directed the first episode of Black Mirror. Huge. He directed okay. the new Robin Hood movie with Taron Egerton. Shit. Uh, it's probably directed fine. And uh, he directed uh, Peaky Blinders on Netflix. Here we go. Does his eyes freak anyone else out? Or is it just me? I mean, they're... I would say more than the correct distance part. He looks like Clancy. He has like... Brown. I, I feel like he has... 
like a crisp 12 to 16 percent of Buscemi eyes. Mm-hmm. It's not high enough to go, yeah. holy shit, but it's it's just... You're definitely not wrong. He's got those boosh eyes. Yeah, he's got the boosh. But uh, do we have a date? A projected Absolutely like, year not. for Halo? <laughs> year? 2030. Yeah. And you'll be Damn. fucking happy I don't mean the, the year that it's set in. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Cool. <laughs> All right, uh, so... Yeah. Cruising right along, we had... Well, they had seen a, a crazy drop in... I don't know if they ever saw success in it at all. Yes. Um, but Steam is removing their movie section. Um, One thing was successful. And it was successful... It was partnered with... Um, you know, it was, a, it was a partner, but not, like, an integral part. Um, was, the uh, uh, Oats Studio, which is uh, the chappy and... District Nine director. Uh, yeah. Wait, shit, we just talked about him last week. Yep. Um, Damn, this is painful. Neil, good boy. Neil. Uh, Blomkamp. Yep. Yep. You're right. So yeah, Neil Blomkamp's project. Um, they had some success, but it was most of their views were on YouTube. Uh, Steam's just cutting that movie section. The non-video it's game probably, related stuff. They said it's probably smart. Yeah. Uh, I don't keep know. that yeah, like, like niche stuff that people are interested in. If you hear the outcry of "We want this" because it's kind whatever. of part of the culture, sure. Um, sure. But yeah, get get rid of things that like like who's out here watching The Conjuring on Steam? Nobody. Exactly. No. If The Conjuring has one view on Steam, that guy needs extreme mental help. I can see them keeping you know Kung Fury. I can see like maybe even John Wick. It has that. There's a John Wick high game. Act- that high action yeah. that is kind of demanded by, you know, shooter games. Yep. Um, but yeah, purge the rest of it and save the money. Sure. Right? There's sense. no reason to support that when it's not going to... You're really not getting any payback for it, you know? Right. So, um, I'm sorry, this is probably crushing millions that are listening. So It's um, not. It's not. Um, so we're going to move right along. Millions uh, of individual brain cells in one person, maybe. Yeah. So Fallout 76 as well released their uh, roadmap for yeah. spring and beyond. Um, it's actually looking pretty good. Um, That's good. Over uh, fallout.bethesda.net, they have the Fallout 76 100 Days Roadmap for 2019. Um, so they're showing that they've just passed 100 days since the launch, the very rocky launch very. of uh, Fallout. Um, they did thank us for our... Uh, continuous feedbacks all of the fixes um that they've had to issue uh or that have been issued are pretty much a direct correlation to people you know giving them feedback and usually that feedback is you guys are fucking idiots fix your game Mm. um so for them to thank people for that (laughs) i wouldn't is it's like damn you know i know that's what they were getting but i would say fuck you very much but all right um, but we're, they did say uh, there's still a lot of work to do, but we're happy to report that the game and server stability has increased over 300% since launch, seeing as how that percent was negative 300, we're on par. Yep. Um, but they're still, uh, you know, getting some numbers. People still like the game. It's still, at the end of the day, I was just talking to Pace, to Costa Man about this, it's still a Fallout game. 
Um, and, you know, it, it, there's a few things that are kind of, uh, that, that are, you know, that still feels very disconnected, but it mm-hmm. does feel nice to play something like this with other people. Um, mm-hmm. And I think, I, I'm thinking, like, within six months, we're going to see a, um, a spike in people playing this because of this yeah. roadmap. Yep. And because the stability, they're continuing to support it, and it's going to be more stable. Right. Um, so looking at the roadmap, uh, it looks like March 12th, we're going to be get, uh, getting the start of Wild Appalachia. Um, that's going to include new quests, new survival modes, new and new features. Um, looking into that, they have uh, Welcome to Appalachia. Um, the new game mode is called Survival. Uh, actually, let me blow this up here. Um, yeah. Welcome to Appalachia, a mythical beast, lost generation of scouts, and the strongest brew this side of the wasteland is what it says, March 12th. Um, yeah. March 20th, uh, as well on the 12th, um, brewing and distilling. Um, you can discover the secrets of the forbidden brew, Nuka Shine, and mm. bring your brewing and distilling system to your camp. And then you also have a um, join the festivities to complete this new limited time event where you can earn unique rewards. Um, Faznash Parade. Um, so okay. I, I'm not sure it's an event. Um, and then the 26th, there's a new game mode called Survival, where it's a high-stakes PvP experience with uh, fewer restrictions and increased rewards. Um, they're also bringing player vending and a new camera on April April 9th. Um, build vending machines for your camp so you can put your own items in there. Mm-hmm. So when people come by your place, they can look through what you're selling. Which cool. is very smart. Um, as well, uh, capture your favorite snapshots using this new camera. Um, it looks like an item rather than just taking a screenshot. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> they already had some pretty cool camera options. Um, they have... May 23rd, they're launching a... Oh, uh, and then as well, April 9th, Sheer Terror, um, which uh, uncover the encrypted secrets of Appalachia in this new series of quests and encounter uh, and encounters to separate monsters from myth that's coming up the same day as the player vending, so that's kind of nice. Mm-hmm. Um, May 7th, Ever Upwards with new quests, Journey to the Deepest Reach of the Woods, with this new story with... Uh, for the legendary pioneer scouts and customizable backpacks for increased utility and then there's a legendary vendor that's going to be popping up on the 23rd that's going to cap off um, the spring launch for wild appalachia for fallout 76 um and then moving forward you know after that um they're looking at uh, nuclear winter which is releasing in summer ironically which is going to have a Mm. new game mode for pvp nuclear winter uh new raids for the end game, uh, Vault 94 and 96 will be opening for seasoned players. Hell and yeah. um, an all-new prestige system will allow players above level 50 to become legendary, resetting their character to like level 0, but mm. ma- retaining some of their strengths. Um, so, you know, prestige is always kind of good. Uh, like, if you're a Call of Duty player, prestige would usually work you get to the max level and then you get to restart but you get to and you know along the way you're unlocking weapons as you go 
when you mm. get to the max level, you have all the max level weapons unlocked. You get to select like one weapon or an item or a skill or something to have unlocked immediately, and you start back over. So you can take the best sniper rifle that you had at level, let's say, 50, restart, yeah. and keep that high-powered sniper rifle huh. right out of the gate. Um, and then uh, this fall, we also have um, Wastelanders, and, uh, which will include uh, all new main quest events, features, and more. Mm -hmm. uh, so they have a pretty well-defined roadmap coming up um, in, in similar fashion to us talking about Anthem's roadmap. Um, and it's looking good for a game that had a pretty rough launch. <laughs> so yeah. Um, yeah. I'm looking forward to getting back into this. Um, I know you had held off on getting into it. Yeah. Um, you know, I have it. It's available for me to jump into, but I still think I need that more of that ability to kind of lock the game down to mostly just myself and my friends sure yeah i mean i i, I think I, I don't i can't say they've put it on the back burner i feel like that's something that they're going to do mm -hmm. um but i think they've realized even if there are other players in the map like i remember having other players in the map or whatever mm -hmm. but never running into them i ran into one player one time and he was trying to get into my house, so I fucking killed him. Yeah. And he left. He was gone. Forever. Done. I picked up all of his scrap, put it in my... It was at, I was at my house. Put it in my box, and uh, I moved on. Never saw the guy again. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it, I don't know. It's... The, even seeing people in the wild, if, you know, they shoot at you and you don't shoot back, they usually end up leaving, you know. Mm-hmm. And if you have to, worst case scenario, I guess I just need to fast travel really quick to get away from that character. Right. If you don't interact with them, you can still fast travel. You're not in combat. Sure. Um, so, I, I don't know. I, I think that's m maybe a reason why they kind of toss that in the back burner. But I do see what you're saying. It was a key feature for me um, when I was looking at the game initially. Mm -hmm. I was like, I, I, I need that. All right. Cool. Um, so I did not want to end on this because this is another bummer. Um, yeah. uh, the the final two Marvel shows that were still surviving at Netflix, uh, Jessica Jones and The Punisher, were both uh, canceled. Yeah, um, you know we saw this coming. Yeah. Uh, In fact, when we were talking about the other cancellations, we were like, "Why this, wouldn't you just cancel all of them at once?" Yeah, it's like I believe we even said it's going to happen. It's a, that had to be a PR move. Like, instead what, of canceling ten shows on one day, we're going to cancel three shows on three different days. Yeah. Right? Where where was Jessica Jones at? And did they just have a new season release? I, I mean, I... Three. I, season three was the final, I think. Did that release kind of recently? Uh, don't know. Yeah, I know season three was also... They were on season three of Punisher, right? Well, season three is still going to happen uh, for Punisher. It's oh, okay. Filmed. Then season two, they're gonna was put that the... up. Yeah. Okay. Um, so there is something to look forward to. Um, I actually liked uh, John Berthnall as um, Frank Castle. Okay. He was pretty good. Um, I've actually been watching it on, uh, like lunch at work. Um, mm -hmm. One of the other guys, like we have a whole, like room. And everyone leaves for lunch. I usually just go grab my lunch. He grabs his lunch. We go back into the room. And we watch Punisher on, like, a projector. That's cool. 
Yeah. So um, it's you know it, it's pretty good. It's um, I, you know I like him as the character. They have a lot of like side stories. They bring in you know um, like they haven't I, like I don't, I don't I don't think I've seen any of the characters. Maybe I think I've seen one character from Daredevil, but they do a lot of um, like reference to other characters. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, that's pretty good. Um, and I just like seeing Frank Castle because he's very much an anti-hero. Yeah. He's like the definition of Marvel's anti-hero. He was like um, an early idea of an anti-hero. I he think. was, yeah, he was the anti-hero like before Deadpool was the anti-hero. Right. You know, we need to stop him, but is he doing stuff wrong? I mean, he's killing people who deserve it that the government can't, or, you know, that the system won't end up like convicting they're killing right. people um so yeah uh john berthnell put out a, a tweet thanking everyone it was an honor to walk in frank castle's boots um and he also thanked the marine corps and all the wonderful soldiers who helped train him hmm. to be this character yeah. which is pretty cool um but yeah this is a long list of shows that were canned uh with basically disney getting the rights to everything Um, well yeah basically like i don't know there's like an official statement from like the marvel tv division or whatever from disney mm -hmm. and it's really weird it's like implying that it's netflix's idea and it's like disney is divesting from netflix because with that merger with fox they now own a majority stake in hulu right and not only that, but they have their Disney Plus shit coming up. That, like, yeah. I don't I mean, know why the, you wouldn't just turn Hulu into that, but whatever. It's like they're obviously going to be taking... They're pulling their shipping. shit back so that now, other people aren't making money off their projects and stealing eyes, you know? I do wonder if they could, if they can retain the people from mm. Netflix mm-hmm. on their platform. I don't know how that contract would work. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but it would be cool. Like, imagine if they were like, all these shows are canceled. And then they're like, okay, actually, they were just kind of moved over here. We're going to go ahead and hit the reset button. I don't, is that smart to do that? Well, I, Disney I would have the rights, certainly. And I guess they could hire whoever they wanted to. But they could not directly reference the Netflix series. Yeah, they, they would have to restart at season one. Right. So, like, that's why I was looking at it and I was like... Jessica Jones was, I would say, successful. I think it was um, their best Marvel show. Sure. Uh, Daredevil, I think that was successful. Yeah. Um, Punisher, so far, has been relatively successful. Yeah. Um, I really liked Luke Cage, mm. um, but I wouldn't say it was successful. Iron Fist right. was not successful. Very not successful. Um, and that's where we started to see the downswing, making Defenders, Defenders not yeah. crazy successful. Still more successful than Iron Fist, I think. Um, but right on par with kind of like Luke Cage and how it did. Um, but I'm like, why would you not take all that knowledge? And I got the idea of like, let's lead up like where you get a Captain America movie and you get an Iron Man movie and a Hulk movie and Mm -hmm. you know, all these movies. And then you make Avengers. That's their idea. And Defenders was their Avengers. Why wouldn't you just kind of like Punisher... And Daredevil, why wouldn't that just be a show? I mean, they fought each other a lot. Why wouldn't they make um, Luke Cage and Iron Fist a show? They were partners. 
the whole time. Yeah. And then let Jessica Jones float around and work between the shows. Yeah. And then do a Defender show. Where they're all, you know, at the end, you know. They're, they kind of, they kind of just do too much, you know. It's There's very, so like, much filler between shows, yeah, and it's yeah. a lot of things you don't really need to know. But then there's one little thing that you're going to need to know going forward. And it's like, yeah, almost not they made, worth it. They made too much content, uh-huh. and I think it bit them in the ass. Like Netflix for until this year, basically, um, for the last like four or five years, their idea has been we'll just put so many shows on here that you never have to leave. Yeah, but what that does effectively is make it so nobody ever watches anything because they send. They spend 300 hours just looking at every option, right? Yeah. Or like they my queue, watch my, my list. Like Cake Boss or some shit. Right. My list is like, you know, 200 items deep and I don't even watch any of them. Sure. So, uh, it's it's kind of tough. Yeah. I don't, know. Um, I don't know if they've learned their lesson. I definitely don't want to say, hey, they've learned their lesson now. No. Because I, we, don't, we haven't seen that. But this is a good chance to kind of redirect, I think. We, I mean, and they can do a lot of stuff now. Guess yeah. who else can show up in this? I mean, all of this is set in the greater, like, Manhattan area. Like, Hell's mm-hmm. Kitchen. Right. And all these areas. Um, I mean, it's a really, like, well-known fact that Spider-Man would constantly run into Johnny Storm. They were actually friends in the comic. Mm-hmm. Johnny Storm and those guys live right down the road from daredevil's office like it's all in the same fucking place so i mean they have the potential of like a ton of crossovers and that's why a lot of people are like this is kind of crazy that it's it like people are losing their jobs because of this merger a lot of people are losing their jobs because of this merger Mm -hmm. but i i feel like it can also create a ton of new jobs at a different yeah. place um so it's it you know it's it's bad but it's also unifying everything and it'll i i think create a better experience for people who are a fan of what this is yeah ultimately they'll be able to uh you know acknowledge that mutants exist that'd be cool that's nice uh yeah. I mean, I don't even remember what they fucking said in Avengers with uh, Wanda and Pietro. Uh, Magneto's kids. Yeah. It, what did they call him? Uh, I don't know. It wasn't mutant, but it was Specials something. or something stupid. Yeah, it was really bad. Yeah. Um, so. I gotta say, dude, if they just made a, like, deadly class or, like, Harry Potter-esque, like, mutants uh-huh. TV show, I would fucking shit forever. All new X-Men. That's what they yeah. need to make right there. Yes. That would be so fucking cool. Yeah, we were just talking about that yesterday because we watched Deadpool too. Yeah. That was good, so, right? I need this shit to happen. <laughs> and seeing fucking, like, all the characters that were there, like Juggernaut, and it, it was it, it was nice. It was cool. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, the potential of this is if somehow they shaft Ryan Reynolds into not being Deadpool. Yeah. They will. People will riot, but I don't think that'll happen. I think he's... I just I, I just think Deadpool's done. I don't I don't think Disney will put out a Deadpool movie. I I I think they have to. They would have to tame it down so much that I don't think people would be interested. I look back at shit that Ryan Reynolds said in like waiting, mm. and he was Deadpool back then. I don't like. He's always been Deadpool. He was been like he was grooming himself to be Deadpool in personality his whole life. His whole life. 
Dude, the scene where he goes and shoots himself getting the Green Lantern script was really good. So fucking funny. <laughs> You're welcome, and, Canada. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. He I, signs I, Ryan Reynolds on that thing for the kid. I think, I, I think, <laughs> it, I mean, as much as I want to see brand new people play these characters in that, oh, you mentioned Harry Potter in that Harry Potter style. Mm-hmm. That That is, I think, important. Yep. I think to make those, like... Make well, this like, kid grow up to be yeah, Cyclops. Yeah. There's like there's real stakes, and there's like death occasionally, but oh, it's yeah. not like a grim dark like it's not Lord of the Rings like this is our final stand. It's not you know whatever. I mean like it's still kind of lighthearted. It's still a school story in the at, at the heart of it. You know right. And then it, it I mean it would get serious depending on the route they took if Sentinels tried to take over. Mm-hmm. Or if Captain America said, "Hey, bitch, we need you all to register," and they're like, "No," like, like, "Okay, first of all, we're already registered. Check the fucking World War Two like fucking Nazi records. They got Magneto unlocked. Magneto's right there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, things really do go awry. And I, the thing that I, I don't know, I want to see the re-release or the reissue, basically, of X Men in the nineties mm-hmm. when. Um, they created all the, um, quoting, minority here, uh, mutants. Mm-hmm. Like, the Canadian Wolverine, the Russian... Um, yeah, they got Colossus, into, like, identity. The German uh, demon, Nightcrawler. Mm-hmm. Like, having all of those characters, I think, was really cool. I think I would love to see that. And then I would love to see um, Avengers versus X-Men. That'd be cool. That was a fight. That was the, that was one of the coolest things I've probably seen in like a decade in comics. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think those would be really cool. But they have a lot of they have a lot of shit to go through. Yep. <laughs> they have true. like eighty years of shit now. All right. All right and our uh, our final main story, I guess, um, we have been teased by Red Hook. The, uh, I guess, Kickstarter studio that uh, created Darkest Dungeon. They're having a direct sequel, Darkest Dungeon 2. I would have called it Darker Dungeon, but... The Darkening. Um, this time it's Darker. Uh, so basically, we don't really see a lot other than kind of like a wintry, like, sort of mountain landscape, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and they said that the... Did uh, they drop a big number two right on it? Yeah, I, you always have to do that, you know? You always have to drop um, it, too. So they said, uh, uh, the combat system will be returning in a recognizable but tuned-up form, and the studio is focused on creating a completely different structure for the metagame. So what I see in this... So the first game really was, like, dungeons, like, go deeper, see what lies beneath, or whatever. And then I'm thinking that this game, especially with the mountain imagery and knowing how Lovecraft this stuff is... I could see, like, in the Mountains of Madness, right? Um, sure. yeah. Like, I, I sense, like, an as- uh, ascent into something more alien in origin. Uh, I think that'd be really cool. Yeah. And yeah, that would be a totally good. different gameplay structure where instead of having, like, a base that you're, like, exploring the surrounding regions or whatever, you are um, kind of doubling down in, like... Uh, you know, you're you're moving constantly in base camps, doing these mountain ascents. That would be awesome. Yeah, like, they said um, 
Darkest Dungeons uh, corrupt setting is um, inseparable part of its appeal. Will the sequel right. be focused on the estate or its surroundings or a new location? And he said, we're giving the player a glimpse of a supernatural apocalypse twisting and distorting the world beyond the estate. Mm. That's all they're going to say for now. Mm. Yeah, I like it. So yeah, uh, it's shaping up... Um, it looks like right now you could, as of, let me see this article, five days ago, so it's likely still going because they usually run sales on a week. Um, yeah. You can uh, get the original Darkest Dungeon over on Steam for its lowest price ever, six twenty four, seventy five percent off. Damn. Um, damn. Yeah. Wait, so I, where's that at? Over on Steam. Um, and then you can also sign up for Red Hook Studios mailing list, uh, so you can get the, you know, all that first update. So basically, you can hear about it, uh, read about what we're going to talk about via their direct email. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, PC Gamer has a pretty good article over here uh, on it where they're talking with. Let me see if I can grab a name here. Um, Your mama? I think the two main people. Yeah, it doesn't really say. Uh... Uh, oh, Tyler Sigmund and Chris Bosura. Barasa. Oh, yeah, it does are the say The two right people they're talking to. Yep. Um, so, you, you can check out that article, read through what they're talking about. Don't expect to get too much, to be honest, because... Yep. Um, you know, I mean, they yeah, they are they not really feeling anything yet, the other than the, you know, the fact that it exists, right? Yeah. So that's smart. Um, yep. And with that, it looks like that is going to be a wrap. Um, All right. And yeah, uh, I, I was just looking to see if there was anything else. Um, thank you guys for joining us. Um, if you get the chance, as always, head over to facebook.com backslash Inc. to check out all that top news video game stuff that we have going on over there. Keep yourself informed. As well, follow us on Twitter at Mammoth Games Inc. so you know we go live and do stuff just like this. Um, and uh, I, I guess I'll end by uh, thanking Reggie for all the great stuff that he did for us Damn. Uh, in his time. This was basically... It was kind of surround. The thing was supposed to be surrounded around talking about Reggie, and as always, mm. we uh, did that. But we also got sidetracked, got by stuck other on some other shit, ridiculous <laughs> shit. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, anyone who joined us, anyone listening out there to the podcast, thank you guys for hanging out and listening. Uh, have a good one until next week. But until then, I am Night Swarm, and I'm Filter Cord. Have a good one. <laughs>